0: Where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever Uh, And uh, this is Ryan And this is Quincy A quick rundown of how the podcast works We add a few horror movies to our enormous, silly, shambolic list every single episode And try to rank them all from uh, best to worst And in this way we hope to rank every single horror movie uh, ever Um,
1: We're gonna do it I mean, this week there were some movies we decided not to do we had some plans to do um, all demonic movies, but I watched uh, *Hostage to the Devil* and it shook me up so much and gave me a crisis <laughs> of faith that we changed the show note format.
0: <laughs> I specifically like that makes me that makes me want to watch uh, *Hostage to the Devil* like purely because it spooked you so bad.
1: Well, yeah, it's like well the whole movie is like um, the devil is real,
0: mm-hmm. exorcisms
1: are real. And the fact that you don't believe in exorcists watching this documentary, that's the devil doing his job. So, you you know, it's real. And also, like, a lot about, it it taught me a lot about Vatican II, which, like, I grew up in West Tennessee, so I know, like, nothing about Catholics. But apparently, according to the exorcists, Vatican is really shitty because it's like, it's, you know, okay, we're the Catholic Church, and we acknowledge that, you know... There's some embarrassing history to the Catholic Church,
0: but <laughs> yeah, I think really, that's a We're a
1: viable, yeah, we're a viable 20th century religion, and you know, all the exorcists are like, no, the devil is still real. Don't pretend like it's puppies and rainbows.
0: You know, and honestly, and, but I, in that movie,
1: I'm like, I don't know what to think.
0: <laughs> now, and and that's kind of the thing is uh, with sort of modern Christianity, because I'm you know an ex Jesus kid. I think one of the things I miss was the level of um, actual fire and brimstone, because I feel like. Uh, there's a genteel version of hell right now where, you know, if you talk to somebody who, you know, believes in heaven and hell, and it's like, uh, it used to be like, well, you go there and you get roasted in peanut oil pretty much forever, and every day they uh, skin you alive, and it's a whole thing. And So
1: look, I'm going to go on record, I don't believe in hell. I am kind of still a Christian, but I don't think that there is a literal like hell as represented in marvel comics or like any of that stuff <laughs> right like i think i don't need to be incentivized to be a good person and right. like i think that all that but then i watched the exorcist and hostage to the devil this
0: week and now i just don't know anymore <laughs> <laughs> hank three voice uh satan is real uh, and, okay, and, and so legit here's the question that i'm
1: constantly left with and also good news um i got the bye-bye man from uh the (laughs) library so i'm gonna watch that this weekend and i think it's just gonna make this spiral further downward
0: quincy it's okay bye-bye man is is incredible it is so bad (laughs) so
1: legit why do people fuck with
0: devil shit if there might be a devil like in the
1: exorcist why fuck with the ouija board at all like, right. why have that in your house?
0: And now, actually, that's that's how I feel about paranormal stuff in general, is that, like, I, I don't know that I believe in it, but I believe in it enough not to fuck with it. Um, so
1: so I have, like, a Tumblr-level interest in planchettes and, like, would kind of like to start collecting vintage planchettes and, like, planchette-shaped T-shirts and, like, enamel pins and stuff. But I'm not gonna do it because I legitimately am worried that they might actually be a cult.
0: Yeah, well, and and, and th- that's kind of the thing with um, that's kind of the thing with devil stuff is like, I, for example, uh, Josh uh, Copeland, uh, our buddy who's been on the podcast a few times. He, we you were mean, our a...
1: our victim, the person we constantly
0: <laughs> torture, <laughs> our hostage to the bad movies. And he, uh, we were we were at a bar um, a couple weeks ago. And we both realized mid-conversation because we both, um, we realized two things, that we'd lived in the exact same apartment in Clarksville at one point, and we both had an experience with a ghost in the same apartment. And when he was, he was living there with Dustin Kramer at the time, and they, and Dustin told him about the thing, and he thought that Dustin was bullshitting him, and then he kept seeing this ghost. And I thought that I was going crazy because I lived there one summer and kept seeing this ghost out of the corner of my eye. And then we both realized that, like, well, we know that we got a really good vibe off of the ghost, that it was like a female presence and she was really nice. And we um, found out that apparently that building used to be uh, a brothel for soldiers that were coming through town. And so that ghost was in all likelihood the madam of this brothel. And... I can't say wholesale that I don't believe in paranormal stuff because I know that I legitimately saw something. Yeah, um. we were like we were like DMing Dustin Kramer because <laughs> it was like midnight our time at this bar, but uh, it's like three in the morning where he's at in Tennessee, and he he's like texting half asleep in bed, and you know he's like, "Oh, good. So now we can't pretend that wasn't real. Good. This is great news, guys." <laughs>
1: Thank you for waking me
0: up with that. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to sleep without having fucking nightmares. Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna come out and say it. If there's any more of these paranormal revelations, do not message me.
0: No, no, certainly not. Absolutely not. You're, uh, you're just trying. Brian, to live your life. I
1: love you dearly, but don't tell me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't. I'm, I, yeah, I'm happy not uh, engaging with some po- some spooksters in my life. However, my
1: life. spooksters that I will engage with are some movie spooksters. Oh, so 100% tell me about spooksters. Night of the Demons, because I've never seen it.
0: Ah, uh, Night of the Demons. So Night of the Demons is, to me, uh, all right, so it's uh, 1988. This is like peak, like neon splashed fucking bizarro slasher horror. And this movie, to me, is like the platonic ideal of the party horror movie, which we talked about with Return of the Living Dead. And it's uh, got Linnea being...
1: Quigley in it,
0: right? Yes, it's got Linnea Quigley, and it's um, they they did it a, uh, a re-
1: trash in Return of the Living Dead, like not a pile yeah, she... of trash, but
0: like no, she is the character trash. The... Yeah, yeah, Deep yeah, stems. dancing on dancing on headstones, and you know you find that niche. You do party horror movies, um, and Night of the Demons is basically uh, it's a bunch of uh, sexy teens who go to uh, a supposedly haunted house to have a fun Halloween and naturally they start getting possessed by spirits and killing each other and engaging in all kinds of goofery. And this movie is the, all right so we're, later on the podcast we're going to talk about some like retro uh, homage horror where they have the really synthy soundtracks and the retro pastiche like aesthetic and filter. This movie is literally that, but for real. Like the the soundtrack, uh, everything about this movie is just I want everybody to watch this so that they can see the genuine article to know that a lot of retro homage things wish that they had, you know, half the sincerity of Night of the Demons.
1: So here's my biggest problem with Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. The poster uses the wrong form of two.
0: Oh. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, does it? T-O-O? I thought, too, like, if you are too are scared to come. too
1: scared to come. So two would be... How scared are you? You're too scared.
0: <laughs> too scared to come is the title of my memoir actually. Um <laughs> Angela, well, and well and then you've got the cover of it where it's just this like ghoul with a, a with an invitation written in blood where, you know. And night of the demons like it's just this movie has no illusions about the kind of movie it is. Uh you've got um this party being thrown at an abandoned mortuary. You've got uh, an elderly uh, neighborhood crank who's got a bag full of apples and razor blades. Um, of you've course got, you do. Of course you do. You've got boobs. You've got possessions. You've got splattery, splattery murder. Um, this movie so, is incredible.
1: So, Ryan, where can I watch this movie?
0: Uh, you can, well, you, you first of all can watch it if you um, go on a shady, like, sock-sharer, put-locker uh, website uh, but,
1: Ryan, nobody does that. I'm trying to get you to advertise for Shudder,
0: <laughs> who sponsors the show. We gotta don't think work it's on, on that segue. On... Yeah, we do. Wait, is it on Is it on Shudder? Yeah, it's on Shudder. God damn, it's on Shudder. So go to Shudder and watch Night of the Demons.
1: Go to Shudder, <laughs> the company that actually sponsors this podcast. <laughs>
0: Quincy, I want to thank you for for podcasting with a literal raccoon who just <laughs> finds the movies he watches in the fucking dumpster. I found it out. in the trash can outside my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen, if you go to the dumpster uh, 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 out behind the Circle K, you can dig out Night of the Night of the Demons, and it's about a bunch of teenagers just killing each other, cutting up. It is, it is, it is a hoot.
1: Um, Which we'll get to this later in the episode, but I just have to say, like. I kind of am starting to understand this VHS culture fetishism uh, given all the like artificial tape scratching and static because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, static on TVs doesn't exist anymore because that's a tube television thing.
0: Right. I, I mean, it makes me think of this Brian Eno quote about how the limitations of any medium are going to become that medium's hallmark that like as soon as digital was done. Everybody was trying to figure out how to make analog music. Like, the sound of guitar distortion is the sound of a sound too big for the receptacle carrying it. Um, And that's a huge part of VHS culture is those scratches, the distorted audio, um, the the goofy little, like, tracking symbol that, you know, you get, like... uh, So much of that is fetishized now. I totally get the
1: record thing, because, I mean, I'm a record collector. And by the way, I'm thinking about getting back in the game... For yeah. horror soundtracks, although I think the market is saturated and, like, it's too late. Uh-huh. Uh, but, listen, I am willing to spend a crisp $20 bill, no more, <laughs> no less. If you have, um, Paganini horror on mm-hmm. LP... Uh, DM the show's Twitter or send us an email. I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Um, that's way <laughs> undervalued because that soundtrack is fucking amazing, but that's one that I want in my collection but don't actually feel like going and searching for. So This, uh, is, a of
0: Cra- this is a combination of Craigslist ghost stories and uh, instructions on how to give your computer a virus by looking up movies on uh, Putlocker. <laughs> <laughs> so we we run the gamut and I feel like that's important. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so honestly, yeah, Night of the Demons is, ah, the, mu- the the soundtrack on it is fucking perfect. You've got Bauhaus, you've got like, just this incredible party rock that you would never have found otherwise, because I don't have like a lot of heavy hitters for uh, 80s horror movies, and like, the, the the kind of violence in this is so out there and so ridiculous, It's it's so much fun. I adore this movie. So, this movie has nothing to do with the
1: Italian demon movies? No, nothing to do with it. Just the fact that they're both demons.
0: Yep, that's literally it. It's it's uh, It involves demons, and that's pretty much it.
1: Dude, the director of this movie, Kevin Tinney, also directed Witchboard, which I'm super excited to see. Have you seen Witchboard Ooh, yet?
0: I also really want to see Witchboard. I keep hearing about it.
1: Well, we got to track that one down. Um, yep. Hey, y'all, if you have a DVD of uh, Witchboard 1 and Witchboard 2... Oh, and he also directed Witch Trap. So he's got the whole witch uh, sequence. So hey, if you got one <laughs> of those on DVD and you want to send it to us, um, DM us. We'll give you a address to send that to as well. Basically, this whole episode is going to be Craigslist. Like, if you have this thing... <laughs> Send this to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and also what's incredible about Night of the Demons is it—it's it, got like a—it pulled down a forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn critics, critics fucking hated this movie. Um, and I think it might just be because like we can only appreciate it now in twenty seventeen because this was basically for eighties teen slasher slash zombie horror what like hostile Part Two was for mid to late two thousands torture porn. Um, but Hostel Two is this...
1: really good, Ryan.
0: Oh, I uh, I didn't care for Hostel Two. No way! I thought it was better than Hostel One. Well, anything's better than Hostel One. <laughs> I, although, although, admittedly, I've got a hate on for Eli Roth, so I'll I'll cop to that. Um, but it, like, it, it, where it's just such a compendium of the excesses of the period, where it's like you've got. All of the cliches present, you've got, you know, it's, it's a super concentrated version of what people already wanted in horror. So at the time, I'm sure everybody watched Night of the Demons and just went like, yeah, fucking seen it and didn't think it was anything remarkable. But if you, you know, you watch it now, it's kind of like hair metal, right? Like in the early 80s, you had like Motley Crue and Quiet Riot and, you know, these bands that were still kind of original with hair metal and were still doing something kind of interesting with it. And then you get to about 1988, 1989, and you've got all these, like, light metal pretenders to the throne, like Winger and Warrant and White Lion and White Snake and other W bands as well, um, I guess, who, you know, were just the the worst excesses of the period that sort of the genre had to die at that point because it had, like, hit a corner. Did this and... movie
1: have a, a second life as a VHS? Because I feel like I've seen this tape. Before, like yeah. in, yes, in our local is. blockbuster.
0: Oh yeah, this became a this became a classic of like VHS. Like, all right, we got to pick a horror movie to watch tonight. Eh, this looks good. Um, and and it, so it, it gained what, a huge cult following from that. So what you've
1: described is basically, um, Neon uh, Maniacs, but better production value.
0: Yeah, this is Neon Maniacs with that that was made by somebody that hadn't gotten a lobotomy yet. Um this 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 was Neon Maniacs with competence basically which a competent version of the thing it is is still like fast food sleazy horror but it's fantastic and it's so much fun to watch.
1: So how does this movie compare to Chopping Mall?
0: Ooh, that's a fantastic question. I think it's it's actually slightly above Chopping Mall because Chopping Mall was still Kind of, I feel like it wasn't completely sure of itself with the gore and with the like splattery goofy uh, format, and Night of the Demons just fucking goes full bore into into the aesthetic.
1: So even though Chopping Mall has Barbara Crampton, you're saying that Linnea Quigley edges her out in just. That's the question, movie? isn't it? It's
0: a cage match between Linia Quigley and Barbara Crampton, which you know, ooh, I feel like I'd give Barbara Crampton the edge on that one though.
1: Yeah, and and what's rough is I'm only able to compare these based off of their other performances, but I would still give it to Barbara Crampton.
0: Right. Yeah, I would because she's Barbara Crampton. And also because I've been in love with her since I saw Reanimator, so that's that is what it is.
1: So below, so is it fair to say Chopping Mall is a good ceiling? Oh yeah, Chopping Mall is a great ceiling for it. Okay. So right below Chopping Mall is Return of the Living Dead 3.
0: This is so much better than Return of the Living Dead 3.
1: So, how would you feel, and again, since I haven't seen it, I'm recusing myself, but how oh, would sure. you feel about putting it between Chopping Mall and Return of the Living Dead 3?
0: That actually sounds about right, because it's nothing special, it's not breaking any new ground, but for the thing it is, it's uh, a perfect Philly cheesesteak. It's greasy, it's gross, it's fun. Alright, then number
1: 35 on our list now is Night of the Demons. Yeah. So because we uh, were going to talk about the devil and I got so shook up, I am reconsidering my faith. Uh, We decided to pivot and just talk about a bunch of short films. Uh,
0: Which Which I love also because like short horror as a format is, I mean, it's like a hyper concentrated thing of. Now, here's the thing. Certain movies should have been shorts. Like When a Stranger Calls should have been a short. Like, yeah. You can, because with that movie it um it has no idea what to do with itself past the first fifteen minutes. Which okay yeah, we need a term and- we, we 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 need a term for that and I've got a, I've got two is it premature adraculation?
1: <laughs> or is
0: such a movie a two jump chump? Which do you like more? <laughs> I feel like to <laughs> I feel like to jump chump
1: is better because it's more accurate. Premature ejaculation is a good first act, and then nothing mm-hmm. else.
0: There we go. And, yeah, actually, those are two separate things. You're absolutely right. And honestly,
1: I think our first movie we're going to talk about, Shallow Water, is 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 kind of solves the problem because it takes a horror it takes a creature feature premise and just says well let's just give our audience the good part of a creature feature which is the climax so it literally mm-hmm. starts with the final girl being chased by the creature and then it's like the last 30 minutes of a movie
0: oh we we should also um explain what the thing is basically imagine if swamp thing and predator had a very very small child a turtly child and a tur- that's yes, the movie yes, shallow a water trial.
1: So Shallow yeah. Water is a review copy we got from the director, Sandy Calora. He was cool enough to give it to us. Um, you yeah, can buy so. this at montaukstudios.com. You can also buy action figures of the turtle monster, which, which is I really,
0: Well and, and, and the plot of the thing is that it's uh, this one woman uh, running and hiding from something, Uh, that you you figure out very quickly is a giant fucking creepy you know what it kind of looks like um do you ever see uh ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze
1: i was thinking the same thing it looks like Uh, the um turtle from secret of the ooze but like threatening
0: wait is it toka or razars which one's the wolf
1: uh razars the wolf
0: Okay, so Toka... Toka now episode. I just
1: realized that uh, the authors of Pain are basically just named after the <laughs> creatures. Well,
0: also, also Occam's Razor with Occam and Razor, but also
1: uh, Toka oh, and Razor oh, from... I get it. I get which, it now. Yeah. Uh,
0: which would also make Paul Ellering a Shredder, which I feel pretty good about.
1: Yeah, now I want them to do like a hood slam match, like
0: low-key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just dress up as those characters. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing him yelling in the Shredder voice, "Babies, they're babies." Um, but yeah, so like, so like, shallow water is uh, shallow water is amazing because it's you know, I, I, it's 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 like what? How long? Like fifteen minutes long?
1: Oh, I think it's um, like thirty. Um, it's actually let me just pull up the IMDb IMDb page uh ofval brought to you by IMDB it's <laughs> 19 minutes long so you're very close well there but we go. 19 minutes is the perfect amount of time because that's exactly what I want to see and I was trying yeah. to think about like why creature features by and large are so terrible. Uh, because I tried to watch um, a another creature feature this week that I'm not even going to bother talking about because it's just not worth it. And I couldn't <laughs> just and stand it. it. And it's because uh, plot. Plot was too much. It's kind of like last week when we were talking about Two-Headed Shark Attack. Um I don't need plot. I need a two headed shark eating co eds. Yes, I don't want to hear about your backstory. It gives me exactly that. It gives me a creature, a righteous looking, practical effects guy in a rubber suit creature, chomping down on this girl and chasing her through the rainforest.
0: Mm-hmm. And all of her friends are dead, and she keeps finding their bodies, and they're sort of flopping around. And uh, these, Dude, you know, these... and that
1: that effect shot of the disemboweled friend is like.
0: Oh, that's dope, boss. Yeah, it's, it's so, so dope. cool. Um, and, and yeah, there's that one shot with like the slappy hair flopping around.
1: I don't know how I feel about that because I've watched it several <laughs> times and I can't stop laughing. It, when I first saw it, sure. I was like,
0: "Cool!" And then
1: the more I watched it, the more I started laughing.
0: Yeah, same. I, I actually rewound it a couple of times. Um, and so basically, she she it's a a really intense game of hide and seek with a giant turtle that wants to eat her. And so she makes it to the climax, which is she's uh, in the in the eponymous you know shallow water. Um, We better
1: not spoil this one because it's brand new and
0: people can buy it. I'm an idiot, and you're right. Uh, But so um,
1: she gets chased by by buck wild.
0: It gets it gets fucking yeah, buck buck wild indeed. Um, And And, and you know the good thing about it is it gives you
1: exactly what you want, which is practical. Turtle monster effects, and like you get a good look at it, which normally undoes a movie, but because it's only twenty minutes, you're like, yes, those are turtle monsters.
0: Yes, and actually, um, and it, it I like that it revealed the thing relatively quickly because here's the thing that drives me up a tree about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Up until part six, they were doing like Peeping Tom levels of killer POV, and it's like leaving up some kind of mystery as to who's doing the slicing and dicing and it's like i guys i know who the killer is now i know that it's jason why aren't you showing jason stalking and killing people like why are you like providing this pretense of like oh who could the killer be like for fuck's sake and i'm I'm glad that shallow water uh did not do that also because it didn't really have the time to be coy because it was 19 minutes
1: yeah is this the best creature feature you've ever
0: seen no, it is not.
1: But is it a really good one?
0: It is a very good one. Um, I, I think if I had to go with best creature feature, I would go with the fly.
1: Uh, see, I would call that more body horror, but I see where you're, where you're going. Oh,
0: that's true. I mean, it is definitely Cronenbergian body horror, but I think that's a proper creature feature.
1: Yeah, you're right. That is a creature feature. I was thinking of just like the, aqua- maybe I should say mm-hmm. the best aquatic horror
0: Mm, I think creature from the black lagoon. I'm kind of a stand for it.
1: Yeah, that all right. I was trying to to help Sandy out. But oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. We don't have to be hyperbolic. We can be honest with our reviews. Oh, of course. It's, I mean, I mean, I, I, did,
0: I did, I did really, really like shallow water because the also that actor uh, kills it. Oh, yeah. She's she's fantastic.
1: Yeah, she's great. It's good. It's definitely better than two headed shark attack.
0: we can yes with with authority we can say that
1: i think that we're providing a really good service by reviewing movies on this because the pull quotes of better than two-headed shark attack (laughs) looks so would look so good on a dvd and if i was in a video store and i picked up shallow water and it literally said better than two-headed shark attack i'd be like then i'm gonna check it out
0: (laughs) i'd give that a watch absolutely so, we
1: have an- the only other short film we have on the list is "He Took His Skin Off for Me," mm-hmm. and I feel uh, like is... that's really a good gold standard for short
0: mm-hmm. film,
1: short film length horror.
0: And I, I really like he took uh, he took his skin off for me.
1: Me too, but I don't think shallow water is as good as that movie.
0: I would agree. I think it's actually just below "He Took His Skin Off for Me."
1: Okay, so right below "He Took His Skin Off for Me." is the Nail Hill Deathmatch.
0: <laughs> Was this better than literally watching someone get power bombed onto a board full of nails?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to leave that, let you make the call, because apparently I'm a ghoul.
0: Mm, that's true. Honestly, Friday Night Test. I would rather watch this than that.
1: Okay, so right under uh, He Took His Skin Off For Me... At number 45 is Shallow Water, yeah, which is better than Microwave Massacre. Oh, certainly. I can oh, guarantee you that. If
0: my I, Microwave Massacre should have been 15 minutes and should have been a, a literal massacre involving a microwave.
1: Yeah, that would have made it significantly better. You know, what's great is uh, we watch so many of these uh, short films, and really, I realize the reason why I love horror anthology movies is they're just short films stuck together. Oh, with, yeah. A little bit of thread
0: well and that's a really good point especially with horror i think uh one of the because like right now i feel like um in publishing like horror novels are not doing as well as horror short stories yeah and i feel like one of the reasons for that might be that um especially i think you see this in a lot of survival horror games it's hard to maintain that atmosphere and that dread for an hour and a half unless it's really solid like, if if you can nail it in 15 minutes, why not just nail it in 15 minutes?
1: And I also feel like you can be more clever with just a... Like, a lot of these movies that we watch for this week are one good idea, but not every good idea is going to be sustainable over uh, um 80-minute feature.
0: Yeah, it's got a, I, I feel like it has to have a few moving parts. Like, it, it has to have a few things going for it instead of just the main conceit. Like... A Nightmare on Elm Street, for example, has the main thing itself, which is, you know, crispy ch- uh, crispy spectral child molester murdering children in their dreams. Uh, but it's also got, you know, sins of the father shit. It's got camaraderie amongst teenagers. It's got, you know, parent- parents just don't understand. Um, and it's riffing on a lot of things. And also, it's in the middle of Reagan's America. So it's talk- you know, sort of commenting on how the authorities don't really know what they're actually doing and you've got to watch out for each other. Um, although maybe that's just me being a dirty little Marxist. but I mean, that makes way more sense than I ever thought about. Well, there so you go. speaking um, of riffing
1: on other things, let's talk about Night of the Slasher.
0: Oh, yes. I adore Night of the Slasher. It's so clever.
1: So Night of the Slasher is a m- movie that gets really meta and kooky. It's a final girl who has survived being attacked she's got this scar on her throat and she has a literal check pad of all of the sins in a slasher movie and she's trying to do all the sins to get another chance to fight the killer
0: yeah and so she's got the checklist with like uh dance half naked to rock music uh drink do drugs have sex let me tell you
1: this director is a butt man
0: Oh, 100% and it's and so this movie like I like or this short I should say uh, so it's on Amazon Prime right now and I love that this movie is just not fucking around with the conceit of the thing like yeah it literally says like you know cliches on um, at the top of the list and she's checking them off and it's oh I the, the camera work in it also, is so inventive and so cool because it's kind of jittery and there are a lot of really like quick cuts and I think it works for the movie perfectly.
1: Oh, it's excellently shot and it's so clever that, like, I was taken aback by how funny it was. And that friend that says some of the girls at school say I look like a 30-year-old, and the fact <laughs> that that guy is clearly a 35-year-old clearly, guy. Yeah, because like, you watch
0: a thing like Christine, and all these teenage boys are, like, you know, going bald. And these these guys are, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're 30 if they're a day. And I love that it's just like, yeah, some of the girls at school say I look like a 30-year-old, said the 30-year-old. Um <laughs> It was so good. He's such a great example of just like a schlubby love interest guy that you don't care about and she doesn't care about. She has lured him there just to indulge in the cliche of having sex and getting punished for having sex. And mid-embarrassing sex, the guy uh, gets skewered by a killer wearing a Spock mask.
1: Yes, a Spock mask.
0: Which is amazing because that's totally a riff on the Michael Myers mask being a William Shatner mask spray-painted white.
1: And when I was watching it, I was saying, why is he just wearing a Michael Myers mask? And then I stopped and noticed the eyebrows and the ears, and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. That is genius.
0: Yes, it's so good. And that's where this
1: movie kind of, like, rocketed from just being fun to, like, genius level.
0: Yeah. and uh, Yeah, same. And actually, and without spoiling, spoiling the ending, the ending is so fucking good. Yeah, like it's super it,
1: I, good. Watch this of, right now. It's only twelve minutes, y'all. Um, well, I guess don't stop listening to our podcast. We want you to finish it, but like, oh sure, this one is one that's worth your time for sure.
0: I kind of, I kind of don't have any serious critiques of the thing actually
1: my my biggest critique my biggest eye roll is the fact that they have the literal notepad because i think yeah. they could have gotten away with not blatantly saying like the notepad literally says slasher movie sins on it yeah it's a little
0: cle- it's a, it's a little hammy but
1: yeah but i forget that because the rest of the movie is so good
0: yeah um and yeah, this movie knows exactly what side of the bread it's butter is on, where it's like, all right, we're, we know who we're making this for, and we know, you know. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, hmm. I And the music, also. Yeah,
1: the music is excellent.
0: Oh, man. I, I, this is one of those things I know I'm going to watch, like, a few more times.
1: Yeah, and this is the kind of thing that, like you'd want to... It's almost like a, a clever YouTube video that you just play over and over again. Like, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, wrestling isn't wrestling is the kind of thing that I'm constantly playing for people. Despite oh, yeah. Its I director. mean, director.
0: And, and, and honestly, like...
1: wrestling isn't wrestling level good.
0: Oh, that's such a good point. And honestly, listen, I Max Landis is a son of a bitch, and I feel like I curse his fucking heart every week of my life because I live in Los Angeles, and you always know somebody who knows somebody who's met the fucking guy. Um... But Wrestling Isn't Wrestling is really good. Like, Max Linus is shit at writing movies, but he makes a good 10-minute YouTube video. So, is
1: um, Night of the Slasher better than He Took His Skin Off For Me?
0: Yes. I think this is better than He Took His Skin Off For Me.
1: So, is it better than, and maybe I'm jumping pretty high, is it better than House of a Thousand Corpses?
0: I think there's more to dig into with House of a Thousand Corpses. I think there's a bigger conversation with it.
1: Yeah, so the curse, I feel like that's pretty one note.
0: Oh, it's definitely better than the curse. Okay,
1: so then uh, Night of the Slasher can be safely housed between House of a Thousand Corpses and the curse. You see what I did there? I used the word house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, so that's number 41. Is that right? I'm not... Does anyone at home, like, <laughs> count the numbers? Yeah, number 41. Yeah, 41. Somebody is paying attention to that.
0: It's okay, so us. next
1: on our list is Invaders.
0: Oh, man. Invaders is... is... This will sound patronizing. It's adorable. Like, I, 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 I love Invaders. Um, it is they, so... They... Over the top, sloppy horror. And by the way, this is also
1: on Shudder. We are sponsored by Shutter, but even if we weren't, I would say get it so you can watch Invaders because it's yeah, and
0: excellent. And the and the con- and and the conceit of Invaders is that it's uh, two guys and it's um making like it's going to be a home invasion short, and it's uh two home in- home invaders um prepping for this thing, and then everything goes to hell. It, this is pure slapstick like this is grand guignol levels of like blood and ridiculous like comedy
1: like so much blood for a moment i was like okay now come on and then it, it it's that kind of long joke thing where it um goes from funny to absurd to outlandish and then you're like all right but then it's it's so long it goes back to funny again
0: yeah it ends on a gag that makes me think of the original buffy the vampire slayer movie with uh, paul rubens getting staked and just taking for fucking ever to die or it's just him on the floor going yeah yeah for you know much better
1: example than um the one i was gonna say which is family guy but
0: yeah Oh, oh, the the ooh-ah thing with clutching a knee. Yeah, 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 the thing of it's funny, it's annoying, it's funny again. So, this is a horror comedy.
1: Yep. The only other really horror comedies we have that I think you could say are, like, definite horror comedies are, like, Night of the Demons, Slaughterhouse, Hmm. um, Jennifer's Body. Is it go that high on the list or is don't, it too don't it short to count?
0: I think it's too short and it's basically one joke. Yeah. It's a good joke and I laughed, but it's, it's one joke.
1: It's a good joke and they're smart enough to recognize it was a joke, so it works for like a five minute short, but it is mm-hmm. not anything
0: more than that. I would agree.
1: So, is it better than Night of the Slasher?
0: No. I don't think so so
1: then i would argue that it would have to go right under nine of the slasher because i think Mm. it's actually better um i I laughed harder and i enjoyed it more and both of them are trying to do the same meta kind of thing with like let's take apart this genre um Mm. i think that you're probably right nine of the slasher is clever and doing more intelligent stuff
0: you enjoyed invaders more
1: yeah but i enjoyed vaders more so uh let's split the difference and put it under um night of the slasher so coming in at the new 42 right above the curse starring will wheaton is invaders (laughs) from 2014
0: i love that we got to clarify starring will wheaton because we do
1: yeah okay you want to take the next one from shutter
0: Yep, the next one we're doing is uh, The Room at the Top of the Stairs, which I think was an Australian horror short. Yeah. Um, Which I'm always uh, terrified of mixing up New Zealand and Australia with uh, accents, so generally I just kind of go, "Uh, generally, vaguely, you know, uh, New australia Zealand. Um, And I gotta admit, I didn't really care for The Room at the Top of the Stairs.
1: Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't even know what it's about.
0: Um, It's about uh, a bunch of uh, young Australian 20-somethings in a house, Uh, a girl eats a heart, there's a weird stranger, and then it just kind of ends. Um, Yeah. It's it's confusing and not very good. Sounds like
1: a pass. Is it uh, better than Microwave Massacre?
0: No. No, actually Microwave Massacre is better than this.
1: Then what is it uh, better than? Better than Two-Headed Shark Attack?
0: It is definitely better than Two-Headed Shark Attack.
1: Okay, what about The Undertaker?
0: Mm, I would rather watch The Undertaker.
1: Okay, so then that's a quick one. Uh, so, um, what is it even called? I can't remember the name. The Room at the Top of the Stairs. I kept saying, like, I, I, I was pulling a mom. I was like, the stair at the top of the room? You know that stair <laughs> it's, movie?
0: It's, it's certainly some edifice uh, in relation to a way of getting to it.
1: Okay, so the room at the top of the stairs comes in right under the Undertaker at number 40, 53, uh, The room at the top of the stairs from twenty ten. Yeah. So and the next one we're um, doing
0: is uh, Innsmouth Insmith. Twenty fifteen. Now this movie gets bomb. Now let's wild. talk about let's talk about fucking Insmith. Um, so listen, y'all.
1: Um, if we have not made it abundantly clear that you should subscribe to Shutter and that we're sponsored by them, Innsmouth... And uh, invaders alone are worth getting a month subscription.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, Come for the Innsmouth, Innsmouth,
1: stay for all the other stuff.
0: (laughs) Come for the Innsmouth, stay for every season of Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So Innsmouth, let's preface this, not very good. Um, The the acting in particular is uh, abominable is, I think, the right word for it.
1: Uh, it it gave me the vibe of, like, uh, the actors are the director's friends.
0: It was, it was like a student film. Yeah. Um, and obviously you hear Innsmouth, and if you're like me and you grew up not showering or having friends, you're like, oh, Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, you know, there's going to be some, uh, cosmic horror, uh, wackiness. I appreciate a movie that has the strength of its convictions to show some full frontal nudity
1: it's so funny that the scariest thing of this is female genitals right that like it, it actually the scare the thing that haunts me is just like a regular woman's vagina which what does that say about the way i grew up
0: (laughs) (laughs) for fuck's sake well and also it's um sort of the thing i don't really like about it is the kind of predatory lesbian thing it does oh yeah yeah where it's and like also oh, it's this...
1: the the tentacles coming out of the vagina?
0: Oh listen, tentacles coming out of a vagina I have no beef with. Um I I, I think it was just kind of it was like a lot of it was like really bad scent like Skinemax porn. Yeah. Um, with like two actors you can tell are not actually into this sexually and kind of don't it's uncomfortable and and, and it's not meant to be uncomfortable. I think it's meant to be sort of ooh, sexy. And then tentacles come out of, there's an eyeball in a vagina, which, sure, I'm here for that. That's great. But it kind of didn't know what to do with itself.
1: Yeah, I uh, could it see that. Any, it, it, it is directed by a woman, though. Izzy well, sure. Lee. Uh So I find that interesting that, you know, a lot of times, uh, and she's a pretty prolific short film director. I kind of want to check out. Uh, her other stuff and talk about it on the mm-hmm. show but like that's something that i thought was kind of cool is like you know a woman saying oh uh are you i'll show you nerds what's up well here's you know the most sex you've seen in 11 minutes in a long time <laughs> yeah
0: just crammed full of sex and actually speaking and it's of, like um...
1: all it's like an all-woman cast there's like one dude in the whole movie
0: Right. And I, uh, another bunch of directors that I'm excited to talk about is the Soska sisters. Um, because they, I, I feel like their work is really, really fun to talk about. Yeah. They did, uh, American Mary and a couple other things. Um, I think one of the cons is that Innsmouth doesn't really make any fucking sense.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very much leaning on the Lovecraft crutch of like, I'm just going to reference something. And when you ask me logic, I'm going to say Lovecraft. Houseman Car, love crutch.
0: yeah, yep. Um, it's uh, it's it's well, okay. It is certainly funny, by the way, to read user reviews on Shutter. Um, <laughs> I haven't gotten into were,
1: this pool yet.
0: Oh, people were scandalized by a vagina, by the way, on Shutter, which you can tell it's like mostly sort of guys like us, who are like just sort of sweaty hobgoblins using Shutter, <laughs> and they they, my God, the pearls that were clutched over the vagina in this. Um, Which was like the best part of the, which was the best part of the short was the eyeball and the vagina and the tentacles.
1: I mean, I think that's an actual vagina with an eyeball stuck in it.
0: Correct. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Hi mom. Hi dad. This is what I'm doing with my life.
0: Oh, oh, which by the way, my mom does not listen to this podcast and I I love her for that because she, my mom is great because she's so supportive of me and all that I do that like, you know, she, I mean, she's known me since I was a weird little doom cookie, and she's so indulgent of the the media that I'm into and the stuff that I write and the stuff that I'm into. Uh, and, like, I'll send her, you know, because my mom and I are both writers, and so she'll, if I'm working on a thing, she's like, yeah, send me what you're working on, and I will. And she'll send me, you know, she'll read it, and then her critique will be like, hey, I only wanted to throw up, like, three times reading this. It's great. And she's, like, so enthusiastic <laughs> about what I do, but... She's she's not listening to my horror podcast.
1: That's 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 probably for the best.
0: Yep, and bless her for it.
1: So, other Lovecraftian horror uh, on our list is *The Color Out of Space*. It is How better is than
0: *The, the Color Out of Space*.
1: Uh, *Castle Freak* is also tangentially Lovecraftian.
0: Mm, I think *Castle Freak* is better than this.
1: Okay, so then I think it's fair to sandwich it between the other Lovecraft movies. Uh, Castle Freak, and The Color Out of Space.
0: What would you <laughs> have done
1: so. if I said, the other Lovecraft is rank is, um reanimator? Would you have just, like, th- hung up on the call?
0: <laughs> yes, I would have blue-screened of death. Actually, I wouldn't have hung up. I would have just gone completely silent. You'd have to do the rest of the episode by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> my brain would reboot. I'd lose childhood memories. My eyes would roll back in my head.
1: Are we at peak retro horror? Have we done it we too criti- much?
0: Quincy, we're at critical fucking mass with retro horror. I'm, I, I used to like retro horror, okay, and now I think I'm getting to the point where I'm just kind of sick of retro horror.
1: It's it's kind of like to the point with synthwave where there's more new synthwave that sounds like old synthwave than actual synthwave.
0: That's and this is my beef with um a lot of retro pastiche horror. Like for example, there's a movie also on Shutter uh, that I actually saw the premiere of, um, like with like a Q and A with the with uh, the actors and the the, the writer director called Fender Bender, and Fender Bender is like trying to be an early 80s slasher movie. It's 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 a throwback to that, and the problem is that it's like okay, sure, you've gotten a a, a retro synth soundtrack, you've gotten all the conventions you're not doing anything with it. You're just pointing at it and going, nah, retro, and that's fucking it. There's not, they're not saying any bigger thing. They're not repurposing the iconography or doing anything new with it. And when I watch movies like that, it mostly just makes me wanna go back and watch like Terror Train or Prom Night or like something that was the thing itself. It's like when I'm trying to quit smoking and I try smoking e-cigarettes and it just makes me. It doesn't fill that hole. It just makes me want the actual thing.
1: Really, ripping sweet cotton doesn't fill
0: your your nicotine <laughs> hole. <laughs> it, it 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 does not. Hashtag um, vape life. Have to We here life. at Rankinville
1: do not condone uh, vaping or smoking. <laughs> it's bad for you. Just watch horror movies instead.
0: Yeah. Don't learn 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 from my mistakes. Yeah. Just a picture of. Um, uh, the Big Show in his Vapor Die T-shirt, <laughs> um, which, by the way, Big Show sitting front row at the Hall of Fame in like 2015, just vaping his tits off. He he <laughs> is past the point of caring. He is at the event horizon of giving a shit, and it is. They put him just in
1: that, They put him in that tiny golf cart. He is too fat to walk down that giant runway <laughs> for the Royal Rumble. He doesn't care anymore. He is living his best life. So, the Puppet Man. What did you think of it?
0: Uh, I, I feel some kind of way about the Puppet Man, which is a short that's obviously on Shutter. Um, the music is really, really good. You've got a John Carpenter cameo! Exclamation point! Exclamation it's point! It's a
1: John Carpenter song. Now I thought, like, I'm. Yeah. So, it's so amazing that they booked John Carpenter. Then in the credits, I realized what mm. they did was they just took a John Carpenter song and made a movie to it.
0: Yes, they did, which is what, I mean, you could pick a worse thing to, to build a movie around. And John Carpenter is at that point of his... He's also kind of in his big show phase, where, <laughs> you know what he's doing these days? He is sitting at home, getting blazed and playing video games and being a crank. And he deserves that, because he won. He is John Carpenter. Um, which is he also is why I'm, le- I'm leery jerks. of... Yeah, oh yeah, oh, get that money. And which is why I'm leery of him shilling for the... Uh, the new Halloween movie that's that's kind of coming, like still in production and coming out, because yeah. that to me is like, does he need the money? If he's shilling for that, no. because he hasn't given a shit about Halloween since Halloween. Like even when he was making Halloween too, he was like, this is an inferior version of the thing I made the first time. Um, and he said in so many interviews that he has no interest in Halloween. When Rob Zombie called him up to be like, hey, I'm doing a new Halloween, and he was like. Okay, why the fuck are you calling me? Like, he loves getting that check every every couple of months for royalties from Halloween, and other than that, he does not give a shit. So he can do things like The Puppet Man, because what else is he doing these days?
1: Yeah, that's true. So The Puppet Man just feels like the opening act of a longer movie.
0: Yeah, it feels to me like the strip club scenes from the first Halloween movie by Rob Zombie, which is not a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, now the hashtag aesthetic is like, when I turned it on, I was like, I'm down for this. I want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they nail uh, the exact, you know, Jacqueline Castell is great. She gets it. She watches retro horror. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: does she innovate like any of these no, other she movies does not.
0: no nope, nope. this i th- th- honestly this is a great example of to me i hate to say it bad retro horror
1: I, I wouldn't call it outright bad it's just a whole lot of nothing
0: yeah that's kind of what i mean is is like it, it's not it's not offensively bad it's not so bad that i wanted to like gouge my eyes out while watching it it just it was it was a fart in a bathtub. It was it was uh, a relatively inoffensive little retro horror short that was like, oh, uh, I am certainly ten minutes closer to death than I was before I watched this. Um, so
1: what's worse, actual retro, actual retro movie microwave massacre or the puppet man?
0: Mm, I like my I like microwave massacre more. It does more for me.
1: So speaking of retro horror, under microwave massacre is the WNUF Halloween special.
0: Uh, mm. yeah, I liked the WNUF Halloween special more than this. But this has John Carpenter in it. Yes, that's ooh, that's true. Doing what though? Sitting in a car, staring forward, smoking, <laughs> smoking. Not even right.
1: vaping. Get it's it's twenty seventeen. <laughs> Vape, dude.
0: <laughs> Vapor die, man. Um, <laughs> that's he. You know a John Carpenter cameo. All right. You know what? Purely for the John Carpenter cameo because I'm in love with him and want him to be my dad. Uh, I will put. I would put this above the WNUF Halloween special.
1: And that Puppet Man track. Where did they dig up that old song? That's really great. That's like it's a David really Lynch good. level um, candy, you know, candy-colored clown or whatever that song is from Blue Velvet.
0: That, oh, from Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. No, th- honestly, and all right. So John Carpenter and really, really good soundtrack puts it above WNUF.
1: Yeah. Okay, so coming in at our new number 50, which is, like, right now, that means it's, like, edged at, you know, the last movie you should,
0: <laughs> basically,
1: well, to be fair, you know, almost down to, like, 62, 63, I'd keep watching, uh, it's only the the absolute bottom of this last list where I'm just like, stop, don't go any further, whatever <laughs> you do, don't watch Faces of Death, that's really the, the last one that I'm like, just don't watch it.
0: Here, here be dragons, yeah,
1: yeah. Here be dragons. Like just well, it's like proceed it. with caution. Proceed with more caution. Are yeah, you sure you yeah. want to do this? It's kind of Under, like understand. When, yeah, it's kind of like when my son is misbehaving, but we're in public and I don't want to leave. I'm like, come on, man, you don't want to go to timeout, do you? But he recognizes that I'm not going to make him because that means I also have to leave. So I'm like, dude,
0: watch out. Come, <laughs> come on. on now. You got to mind me. seriously, stop. (laughs) Yeah, I, and and honestly, yeah, at that point in the list, it's sort of like, listen, understand that you're wasting your life while watching this, but you could do worse.
1: Yeah, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. And hey, um, speaking of that, y'all listening at home could do a lot worse than uh, listening to us. So thank you for your time.
0: (laughs) It is much appreciated.
1: So we are on Twitter at RankinVileCast, and we're on Instagram, at Vile. Uh, I have queued, like, three GIFs on the Tumblr now. That's at RankinVile.tumblr.com. So if you want to see some really gory GIFs and um, a link to our letterbox page, uh, those can be found on the Tumblr. I think we haven't had enough posts to even have a second page yet. So <laughs> yep. have fun diving into those very shallow archives. Um... <laughs> If you are a filmmaker and would love us to um, rank your movie, shoot us some screeners at our email, rankandbiocast at gmail.com. If you are a listener and you know about a movie that we need to see, uh, shoot us an email and tell us about it. And I swear we will be doing listener requests soon. Um, Ryan, what other news do we have?
0: Uh, no news in in particular, aside from, um, I'm excited because the Friday the 13th online game has finally kind of gotten its shit together.
1: That's awesome to hear, because I've heard the servers have been, like, what, crashing? Is that what's happening?
0: Oh, they had, their, their servers were bursting into flames when they first dropped it because they did a closed beta for it and didn't know how, um, it was going to work once the servers had opened up and there were, like, thousands and thousands of people trying to jump on and play it. Um, and so for a while there it was, you know, 20 minutes to get into a session, uh, you're glitching through the fucking walls, like, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, bedlam for a minute, but, like, well, and, and it's funny because, like, a lot of my friends who are devs, like, game devs, uh, they're, they're looking on in sort of chagrined horror because there's a sort of, oh god, that could be me someday dealing with angry people who paid for my game. Uh, so I'm glad that they seem to have figured their shit out.
1: So play um, Friday the Thirteenth, and maybe you'll run into Ryan, uh, clowning on you and chopping you
0: up with the machete. Can't I? All I do is clown in that game because for me, like I, there, there are two. I, I feel like there are two kinds of ways that you can play Friday the Thirteenth if you're playing as Jason because it's randomized, and you're either Jason or a camp counselor. Um, the problem is there are a lot of so thirteen-year-olds cool. who get really intense while being Jason, and they're just like, "Yeah, motherfucker!" and it's just like really sad and weird. Or there's like my buddy uh, Logan Grathwell who plays um, clips of Jim Ross wrestling commentary when he's killing people as Jason. So it's like, by God, as God is my witness, that man is broken in half as he's like <laughs> chop, chopping people up. And I, yeah, no, it's just pure goofery and shenanigans. Hey, fun fact: uh, we didn't get to talk about a
1: rep PP, but did you know PP is French for pee? <laughs>
0: I saw that in the show notes and, like, snork laughed at work. Yeah. And, <laughs> did you get to uh, watch that one? No, I didn't get to watch that one, but I'm, I, I kind of want to because I've got a weird fascination and hatred of New French Extremity.
1: Yeah, it's New French Extremity mixed with, like, weird potty humor because it's literally called beast stop
0: <laughs> Yeah, and also I love that in the notes you, you mentioned uh, the, uh, the Christina uh, effect, which is yeah. watching a movie because of my girlfriend Christina who you know, her thing with uh, Home Invasion is that, shit, this is scary for me. I have a home. And so the Christina effect, I guess, applies to, you know, shit, the have freaks me out. I live water. in a desert. Yeah. Um, and so P- uh, uh, Arette's PP is, shit, I pee. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because the, yeah. the spoiler alert, people in that movie get killed while they're peeing. So, hey, y'all, watch Arette's PP. We'll get around to ranking it some other time since we're going to rank every movie ever most certainly uh have a good week
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep take it easy guys